0: Welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And this segment of our podcast that we call Theology for Everyone, we are slowly working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith, a short and concise, systematic theology helping you to think about things that you probably don't naturally, normally think about. Um... Sometimes it's helpful to understand the Bible in um, systematic ways, not just reading from the le- from left to right, but what does the Bible teach on certain things. And today we find ourselves in chapter 21 of religious worship and the Sabbath day. So the whole topic today is going to be about the Sabbath. What is the Sabbath? What do you do on the Sabbath? Um, et cetera, et cetera. And joining me on the podcast today, I've got two of the three amigos. You guys want to introduce yourself?
1: Kevin Kenor, pastoral assistant, and Rob Specks, for pastoral discipleship.
0: And we are missing Alex Tate. Alex is getting those pearly whites all <laughs> wor- cleaned up and worked on at the dentist. So, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so we'll be we are lacking one of our brothers today. Um, but yeah, we're looking at artic- or chapter twenty-one. We're going to start in article one, and um, yeah, they begin. In an interesting way. So, Kevin, you want to go ahead and and jump into this for us and read it to us?
2: The light of nature showeth that there is a God who has lordship and sovereignty over all. He is good and does good unto all and is therefore to be feared, loved, praised, called upon, trusted in, and served with all the heart and with all the soul and with all the might. But the acceptable way of worshiping the true God is instituted by himself and so limited by his own revealed will, that he may not be worshipped according to the imaginations and devices of men or the suggestions of Satan under any visible representation or any other way not prescribed in the Holy Scriptures.
0: Okay, this is interesting. Westminster Divines here, they begin this doctrine of worship or the Lord's Day and the Sabbath Day, they begin it not with scripture, but rather with the light of nature, Mm. the light of nature showeth that there is a God. Mm. And so John Calvin said that, that God has given us two books to know him. He's given us the book of nature and he's given us the book of scripture to know him. And so they, they begin, you know, this, this teaching on worship and on the Lord's day by with the first book, the book of nature that God's given him. And and it says the light of nature shows that there is a God. So Romans one tells us this, um, you know, all of God's creation declares the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Romans one says that man is without excuse Mm -hmm. because when he looks at the things that are made, um, he can tell that there was a creator.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. When I walk in and I see a mess in my house, I don't assume that that mess just spontaneously created itself. I know there was some people made in the image of God who who had who contributed (laughs) to that mess, right? Even
2: though your kids might try and tell you, it just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know.
0: So, um, so they begin with the light of nature. So every single human being, they looks at, they look at, they look at creation, and they know deep in their psyche, in their soul, they know this was not an accident. This had a creator.
1: Yeah, yeah. you think about Psalm 19 too, which talks about this idea that even uh, the stars themselves, even though they cannot speak, they do declare Mm -hmm. uh, his glory. And it it, it makes me realize, or it makes us realize, that every human being is actually a theologian, in the sense that every theology is the study of God, and whether you do that intentionally or not intentionally, uh, creation is crying out about that there is a God. And that every person has to deal with that that reality that there is this 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 crying out of all creation uh, about who God is, and so every so I would say every human being is a theologian in that sense that they have to deal with who is this God and what am I going to do with Him?
0: Absolutely. So nature shows that there is a God who has lordship and sovereignty over all. Hmm is good so so they're they're they're, hmm. they're drawing some implications or or they're extrapolating some conclusions out of creation itself mm-hmm. um that obviously the the one who created everything right the the beginning the one who is at the beginning well that person has lordship over that creation mm-hmm. right yep. just as a creator would have lordship over creation, Mm -hmm. um, is good. Now, why? Because there's goodness in the world. So if you philosophically, if you said, well, what is the source of all good? You would get to Mm -hmm. an omnibenevolent God. You would get to goodness itself, which which would be God. And doeth good unto all and is therefore, so because of that, so because he's sovereign, because he's creator, because he's Lord, because he's all good and he does good unto all... Therefore, he is to be feared,
2: mm.
0: loved, mm-hmm. praised, called upon, trusted in, and served with all the heart and with all the soul mm-hmm. and with all the might. Yeah. Now, this is not just saying, oh yeah, everybody kind of knows there's a creator. This is saying everyone knows they're a that that uses their brain God gave them knows that there's a crea- Creator and know they owe everything to Him yeah yeah everything to Him so we have a divine right to worship God or God has a divine right to be worshipped
1: yeah right
0: and that's not just in Scripture we know that instinctually by the light of nature
2: hmm.
0: okay so and here and here's the other thing from the light of nature. Every human always does it. Every human worships. Every human offers their love, their affection, their intellect, their money, their gifts to something. Yeah. We're constantly pouring out to something, whether it's a created thing at the center of our heart and life and imagination, mm-hmm. whether it's ourself, or whether it's God. Mm-hmm. Right, all human, and if you go back and you look at every human civilization, every human civilization has had some kind of divine being at its center mm-hmm. that they offered sacrifices to, that they offered worship to. Yeah.
1: What about a, you know, we are kind of our modern day now uh, atheism. We think of communism. They kind of brought in, hey, we're going to have this atheistic kind of. Uh, what about them? They don't seem to be worshiping. They say they're not worshiping any god. Who are they worshiping if they're not worshiping any god?
0: Well, they are worshiping the state for yeah. sure. Yeah and the state takes the place of God. And then the state is the collective good. And you have to lay down your rights for the collective good. That's what socialism does. And and, and communism does lay, you have to lay aside your personal dignity, your personal freedom. I just listened to today to some of the things going on in China, that there's literally Mm -hmm. the human rights uh, violations that are going on. Mm -hmm. And there has never been a more invasive and, um what word am I looking for? They are they they are tracking. They have I think they have 1.2 billion citizens in China right now. And they have um for every 250 Chinese citizens, they have one person who's assigned to oversee that those people. Mm. A state wow. somebody who works for the state that has to, what's the word I'm looking, track and oversee and um, uh, analyze all their digital, because everything is videotaped now. All of their cell phones are under government surveillance. That's That's the word I was looking for, okay. surveillance. Yep. So for 1.2 billion people in China, and they have one governmental worker for every 250 citizens mm. surveilling everything that they do mm. in order to control them. So you have to give up your freedom in order to be a part of that Society, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: right. I even heard. I even heard this in Sweden. Sweden took a controversial approach to the the vaccine and, and to the pandemic, and um, a lot of the ways they they were probably right in some ways, but they are a, a socialistic system. And so, one of the things that was happening is when people were showing up sick at the at the hospital, they were denying people that had the the pre-existing conditions, and they were denying people over the age of something—I can't remember what it was, fifty-five or sixty. Hmm. So, whenever you know, when we got, when our hospitals got overran, everybody got equal opportunity, pretty mm-hmm. much, right, right? right? But in Sweden, more of a socialistic. Nope, they just said, "Nope, you've got pre-existing conditions. Hmm. We're not going to override the system. Nope, you go home." So the,
1: the state made the, that decision. State, state, that what you're saying then, okay? State made the decision. Yeah, hmm. I see.
0: State made the decision. You go home and die, and that—and that's what. That's what they're doing. They just completely denied them the right to to come to come yeah. in. So anytime, I mean, that's what you're you're giving up human rights mm-hmm. to be a part of that. And so that's a sacrifice that you're making. And what are they telling you to make that sacrifice? The collective good, yeah. for the good of mankind, for the good of your brother.
2: It's utilitarian.
0: So and it's and so um and so in our society today, we we make all kinds of sacrifices. Mm. Um, we we know we sacrifice. Anybody knows this. You 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 sacrifice um your money for a certain lifestyle or you can sacrifice your children for a certain lifestyle so everyone is always making sacrifices it just depends on what are you what is the thing at the center of that mm. right
1: yeah that's, that's good
0: <clears throat> okay and so nature says that god is the only one that deserves that mm. nature does not teach us that we should lay down our our rights for the collective state okay. or for anything like that because the state didn't create us the state doesn't give us our rights; mm-hmm. the state recognizes our rights that have been given to us by God because we're made in the image of God.
1: Before we go into that second part, it's this is a pretty crushing first statement here because it says here that we are to He's to be feared, loved, praised, called upon, trusted in, served, and with with all the heart, with all the soul, and with all the might. So if we're not doing that, mm. that's what's so crushing. And that's what I think, When I was thinking about this, I know this this is the passage this comes out of, it's that Romans 1, 21, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or mm. give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they exchanged, there was an exchange yeah. that went on then it goes on to say, but what's so crushing about this is that if this is what we are supposed to be doing and not a, not a person in this room is doing that, holding fully 100%, right? And certainly not those who are listening to this are, have yep. done this as well. And many people who completely reject uh, uh, God are not doing it. Yet, yet he continues to give this information to them in the sense mm-hmm. of creation, and yet we fail to give him the, the due worship that is his. That's yeah. crushing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, Crushing when you face this creator who can deal with us in, in such a way.
0: Well, and the interesting thing too, this is a, this to think of it from the flip side from the, the a, a communist country. This is why religion is banned in communist countries, because in order for the state to be God, it's got to banish any idea of the true God sure. or the real God. So we want you to be completely dependent on us and not be thinking outside of this system. That there's actually a God who the state or the country or whatever is is accountable to yeah. itself. Yeah. yeah. All right, so nature tells us there's a God who deserves to be worshiped, but they go on to say here, but the acceptable way of worshiping the true God is instituted by himself and so limited by his own revealed will. Mm-hmm that he may not be worshipped according to the imaginations and devices of men or to suggestions of satan under any visible representation or any other way not prescribed in the holy scripture. Yeah. All right. So, they're saying nature tells us there's a god who deserves to be worshipped and you owe him everything. But nature does not teach us how to worship that god. Mm-hmm. In order to know how to worship God, we have to go to scripture. In scripture, God reveals very specifically how he wants to be worshiped. Now, this is so contrary to today and age, right? You you say, oh, I'm not really religious, but I'm spiritual. Oh yeah, what do you do? Oh, I go hiking on Sundays. Mm -hmm. I get out in nature and I go hiking. Okay, now when you're out in nature, you can be brought to worship, right? But you're being led along by nature and you're not you're not worshiping god how he, he he wants to be worshiped how he's told us he wants to be worshiped in scripture yeah. right and so you actually need the bible to know how god wants to be worshiped yeah,
2: yeah. and colossians 2:23 describes that these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they're of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So that, that spirituality it looks good. Oh well, you know, they're connecting with nature or whatever, but Paul is clear it, it doesn't do anything for you.
0: And it, and not and so connect, connecting with nature that's one way, but you can literally add in every world religion to mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Every world religion is mankind looking at nature and trying to figure out a way to worship God. Mm-hmm. So the Native Americans and all of the, the drugs that they used to take and the, the, the um, what do they call that When they're, 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 they heat up the tent and they get inside the tent and they're having mm-hmm. those visions and they have all, they do visions, vision quests, all of that. It's trying to make up ways to to connect with God, to worship God. Hinduism, Buddhism, Buddhism. I mean, we have yoga. All of these different, these different ways are man trying to figure out how to worship God rightly, mm-hmm. right? And Westminster, they're trying to say, nope, you're going the wrong direction. You, it doesn't work. You can't worship from the bottom up, mm-hmm. from mankind, and then just what do I want? What do I think? What do we think's best? We, have to, we need God to come from the top down and tell us, You made us for yourself, so what do you want from us? Mm -hmm. What does right worship look like to to worship you, right?
1: And Well, you know, it's been interesting. uh, COVID has really kind of challenged this a a bit because COVID put us into a place when we were at that one point locked down. And we were worshiping in a way that we've never worshipped before. Obviously, from you know, from from a distance, if you will. Um, uh, but coming out of COVID, uh, we have seen the effect of that, where uh, folks have decided not to return to the church or not to return to public worship, not to return to gathering gathering together. And again, um, there's a sense of oh, I'm, I'm still worshiping. I'm you know, I'm worshiping you know, in my own living room, in my own comforts, and and, and that kind of a thing. Um, and that's not how God has really called us to to worship. That He's called us to to gather together. Um, mm-hmm. I, I lived in the day. I don't know if any of you guys remember. Um, oh, uh, Crystal Palace. What oh was yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Robert Shuler? I, yeah, Robert Shuler. He had a huge television following. Mm-hmm. You know, just millions of people following him on television, and they, pe- many people in that day thought that they were worshiping God because that they were watching a television show and kind of following along there, and. Um, we kind of gone around full circle and here we are, we're through COVID and, and uh, you know, virtual virtual worshiping. Yeah, and
0: so, if, uh, so. That's, if that's worship, then what are you doing when you're watching football?
1: Worshiping. <laughs> no, yeah. like,
0: like, you know, it's the same practice. Yeah. So what are you, and actually when you're watching football, you might be more engaged.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. I know your hands are up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're a lot more or in your face, and... or hands are in your face, you know what I mean? A lot or, more shouting going on, yeah, a lot or, more pr- and like, prayer
0: probably too. Yeah. If you got a little <laughs> money on the game, you know you're praying. So but we it's 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 an interesting thought though. Like because we would say, Oh no no no, when I'm watching Netflix, I'm being entertained. It's just I'm vegging out, I'm just entertaining myself. But then when we're watching church we think oh no this is online worship. Mm-hmm. um and I, this is more of a question because i i i don't see any difference between the one one and the other. when i'm watching the sermon and when i'm you know listening to the sermon because i this um i had covid last week and so i had to stay home from from the service. Yeah. um i was not very engaged. Mm-hmm. i was i was sitting down i was trying to sing but not very passionately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm looking at my phone, and I'm looking at people across the room, and you know, I'm I'm just I'm watching it just like I watch everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I, I'm not saying it can't be a form of worship, but it's definitely something weird. It's a disembodied form of worship. Mm. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's a good way of putting it. Disembodied. Yeah. It seems to be the same way that why is it that people who we'll go back to our football game? Why do people go to a football stadium? And, and gather together at, around a football stadium when it is super cold, the seats are terrible, the food's not all that great, and it's overpriced. W- why do they still do that when they could easily, comfortably sit in their own living room, watch a better, they could see the game. Oh, they yeah, can, you know, HD? The whole, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, you're just think a clean bathroom, right? Yeah. <laughs> all the works that you have in your own house. But we still have this sense of... Needing to be gathered together mm-hmm. around a common love, if you will, yeah. and so in this yeah. case, you know, if you had a football, you love that football team, and you are working off of one another's worship of that team yeah. uh, in a, in a way that you just can't do in your own in your own home. As a matter of fact, even in our own homes, what we do, we ask people who love that same team to come over and worship with us, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of a thing. Yeah. So I think this is kind of this idea that we are embodied souls. We need to be around others embodied with others um, yeah. worshipping God. And if you go
0: back to the Old Testament and you you you're up on Mount Carmel and you're looking at the 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 prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. And they're they're burning animals on an altar. And that's not working and so they're cutting themselves and they're offering prayers and they're dancing around and they're they're doing all of these incantations and all this mumbo jumbo, mm-hmm. right? And you would go there and you would go that is barbaric like crazy worship right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then if that prophet of baal could be transported into Kansas City
1: <laughs>
0: in, in, into the you know the the into the chief's locker room or whatever or into the into the stands and he looks around and he sees more people than he's ever seen in his life all focused in on one thing yeah it's freezing cold out, but there's people without their shirt on, yes. painted chests. <laughs> they're roasting all kind of meat in the mm-hmm. in the foyer, right? They're dancing around and they're holding up this this brown ball,
1: yeah.
0: And they're all crate they're all chasing this brown ball, <laughs>
1: Fighting
0: and, right? Fighting over it, and 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 wow. uh, everybody in here has given thousands of dollars to be into this be in this place. Yeah, what would he conclude? he this is worship. Yeah. Their god is football or their god is a chief or their god is whatever. I mean it it, it is yeah, now. It's interesting. I mean that it that's just but we would look back on Mount Carmel and think it's ridiculous yeah. when we're doing almost yeah. the same. And and it, it's not just football. You know, it's it's go, it's the masters. It's it's all it's every, it's everything that you're into. Best
1: yeah, best. well, and it's so, and I know we're not talking about football today, but <laughs> yeah, that's it, <laughs> it is interesting that we have almost like regional gods, right? All these football mm-hmm. teams. We we come from a region. This is our this is our team that represents us, you know, or you know, you think, or even with like you said with golf. Golf, they have they go all around the country, mm-hmm. you know, playing in different places, so people can come and gather. It's just this innate need mm-hmm. to worship something, to to give a, to something that's bigger than us and better than us, if you will. And, yes. And, and, wow. It's fascinating.
0: Yes. Yeah. The light of nature reveals this yeah. to us, yeah. right? So worship isn't a personal preference. Right. Worship shouldn't be a style. hmm worship shouldn't be you sh- it shouldn't be a flavor that you prefer over one over the other. oh I like liturgical I like non-liturgical oh, I like old hymns oh I like the new songs oh I like full band I like partial band I like worship we should go to scripture to yeah. and say what does scripture tell us about worship what are the elements or the aspects of worship that God requires of his people and then that's what I want to do yeah, yeah. that, God's word, not my preferences, yeah. should shape how I worship.
2: Because Deuteronomy 12.32 says, everything that I, God, command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to it or take from it.
0: Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so Article 2 tells us, and then it also, before I go, though, it says, we're, not, we're, we're called not not to worship in any other way, not prescribed in the Holy Scripture. So if Bible, if the Scriptures doesn't tell us to worship that way, then we shouldn't be worshiping that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this, you could get into all kind of form, like Eastern forms of mysticism, Eastern forms of meditation. You know, there's all kind of new age spirituality, mindfulness, all kind of these different practices the Christian should be very wary of. Because, mm-hmm. you know we are called to meditate on, on scripture, but that's a very different form of worship than Eastern meditation. Christian meditation takes the truths of scripture into the mind, ruminates on them, thinks God's thoughts after him and seeks to be changed through, through the renewal of my mind by contemplating scripture. Yep. Eastern, Eastern meditation seeks to empty the mind mm-hmm. and asks the spiritual world or whatever to fill me back up. That, is that was something that Christians should absolutely reject Mm -hmm. because the devil would want to fill you up with himself. Okay. Article two, religious worship is to be given to God, the father, son, and Holy ghost. And to him alone. Mm -hmm. Right here. We see our worship is meant to be Trinitarian. Mm -hmm. This is something that makes us unique. There's no other religion on the world who has a God who is three in one at the center who has unity and diversity in the, in the very center of the faith? Who, who can, God, our scriptures can literally say, God is love. Mm-hmm. And that means he doesn't need anything else to be love. He mm-hmm. didn't have to create to be love. He is love because the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are three in one and they all love well, each other. Yeah. So you have a loving relationship at the center of all things. Mm-hmm. Why do we crave? To be uni- united with people. Why do we crave mm-hmm. relationships? Why do we crave intimacy? And yet, we still want diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it bizarre mm-hmm. how we want to be a self, but we really want to know another self, and we crave union with that person. But we don't want to crave. We don't want to lose ourselves in that person. Much. We we want unity <laughs> and diversity. Right? If we were all united and we all thought the same thoughts, there would be nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I like that you have different thoughts than me. Yep. Right. And so this this craving of unity and diversity, why? Because at the center of it is God himself who is that. Mm -hmm. And our worship is meant to be given to that God, not just some blank God, Mm -hmm. not to angels, not to saints, not to any other creature. And since the fall... Not without a mediator, nor in the mediation of any other but Christ alone. So the only, right here, they're, they're saying God wants to be worshiped in a very specific way. First off, we've got to make sure, are you worshiping the right God? Mm-hmm. It's the triune God of Scripture. That's the only God that you can rightly worship yeah. as, a, as, as a human being. We don't worship angels, even though they're supernatural. They're different than us. We don't worship saints, even though they may have done great deeds before us and they were holy and they saw the face of Jesus and they did miracles. We don't worship saints. We don't worship any other creature. There's a distinction between the creator and the creature. Mm-hmm. Anything created is not worthy to be worshiped. We just talked about football. We talked about our careers. We talked about our family, our wife, sex, kids, yeah. money. All of those things tempt us to worship, right? And here's the, here's, um, the kicker: Since the fall, no one can worship God rightly without the mediator, the man Jesus Christ. Mm. So, what does that tell you about like all the Old Testament, all the old the priests in the Old Testament? How how did they worship rightly? It's
2: pointing forward to Christ. They were. Looking forward. I mean, we've talked about it before. Every sacrifice was only effective because it was looking forward to Christ's work.
0: Yeah. So we need to remember this when we come into worship. We don't come in worshiping from our own moral position, Mm -hmm. from our own moral foundation. We don't come in and go, man, I had a great week this week. I'm ready to worship God. Right? Or... We mope in because we got in a fight with our wife again and we said things we shouldn't have said again and we lost our temper with our kids and wah, 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 wah. What am I even doing here? I should have just stayed home. Mm, yeah. No, we come into worship through a mediator, Jesus Christ, who leads us in triumphal procession, always leads us. In triumphal possession. Why? Because he's at the head and he's perfect and his righteousness is the one that gets us into the door and we're just in his wake, Yeah, right? We're in his wake. So when we come in, whether we had a great week or whether we had an awful week, we're coming in under his banner, under his blood, in his righteousness, and we get to worship God rightly because of Jesus Mm. and Jesus alone.
1: Which is why we have that pastoral welcome then, right? I mean, yeah. that's that—that's kind of in setting this up in the sense of when we start our services, we always start it with that pastoral welcome that says, come, in a sense, come as you are. Yeah. Whatever that means, come as you are. God's gonna call you into his worship and then we are reminded then it is through Christ that we can make that worship yep. truly happen. That that worship truly happens through him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then that's why we go into the, the confession of faith, or I mean, I'm sorry, the, the confession of sins mm-hmm. because we want to right away, acknowledge that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and we don't want to bring these sins into the presence of God and be ignorant of them. We want to confess them and get rid of them and put them on Christ again and and then be reminded once again that Jesus Christ is our mediator and he has forgiven us of our sins. And then we want that to be a moment where the chains fell off, right? The, mm-hmm. We were feeling that freedom of, oh yeah, once again, I'm reminded I am a sinner and yet, Christ died for sinners. I'm in Christ, and so now I can freely worship God yeah. with 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 hands unfettered.
1: Yeah, that's my most that's the favorite part of the service for me. In the sense of when I hear that absolution, because at that point, as we're worshiping. Even even that first song always kind of reminds you of who, how great God is and, oh boy, I'm not so great mm-hmm. after all. And then to be able to confess our sins and to be reminded that those sins are forgiven on the basis of what Christ has done for us is uh, that, that assurance. That's just a, an amazing moment of the service where we can then enter into that next song realizing, oh, you know, I am free. I am yes. from my sins, from you know forgiven. It's
0: and amazing. I can be confident to know I can now do exactly what God created me to do which is to know God and to worship him, to enjoy God and worship him forever, right? I can do that right now because I've been reminded that my sins have been washed clean and my hands have been, you know, the, the chains and the shackles of my sin have been broken from me. And now through Christ, I can worship God rightly.
1: Yeah, It's good. Amen. It's,
0: it's good. almost like we should do this every week.
1: Yeah, yeah. That'd be a great yeah. Idea. <laughs> we should. That's a good so idea. Start doing that. You know what I mean? We should
0: probably do this every week. <laughs> Well, that's going to get down to, the, to a later article that's actually going to get into uh, the day of the Sabbath and when is the Sabbath. And um, I feel like Christians don't think about this enough. Um, they don't think about the Sabbath. They don't think about the Lord's day. And uh, many times Sunday is just another day of the week and it, church is just an optional thing. And they've got work and they've got kids and they've got sports and they've got all this kind of stuff. And um, the day... The seventh day was made for rest and for worship. And so uh, I think we can do, we're going to learn some stuff as we study this. So if you've got any questions on the Sabbath, email me at Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com or you can email Rob at rob at sacredcitychurch.com. We hope you've learned a thing or two from this podcast. Uh, we love you guys. We're praying for you. See you soon. God bless.